I'm very excited for today's guest. We've known each other for a while now. Long time. Um, please introduce yourself, your name, age, and just whatever you might want to add. Hi, everybody. My name is Priscilla, and I'm 43. And we've known one another since Taryn moved. Taryn, once upon a time, lived in the Atlanta area. <laughs> we were part of the same church, and we met at the beginning, and we just had a ton of fun during that season. Yeah, life. it's fascinating. Yeah. Different ministries I know people from, and each one has its own unique story. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, without question. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. So we're on single in these pews, talking about being single. It's great. Like we're you know age cohort same because I've been talking to some younger women, so I think it's right. different for them. Right, that we are no longer in that category, but we're oh not. my gosh, but people <laughs> in their eighties think we're young women, right? So we're here, um, team celibate. Are you a never married, divorced, or what's your? Yeah, so I have never been married. Yeah, so, yep. team never married. I want to yeah. cheer just because it's my team, but I'm also like, this is I don't know. <laughs> right, right. I know it's kind of like yeah. oh, we don't so. want to be on this team. Actually, not as I yeah. mean, I don't know if the other teams are more desirable. Right. So right, yeah. <laughs> Hey, we all take what we what we have. Let's just we, yes. make peace with our lives. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then you're also team non-parent, right? We're both... Correct. Correct. So, but I do yeah. my I have several nieces and nephews and I'm they are a huge part of my life. Are luck- I do love being an aunt. Yeah. I'm thankful for that. So all right, let's talk a little bit about family like early life. So mm-hmm. I think you are a church kid. How would you describe yes. oh, that hard. coming yeah. up? When did you personally like decide that I'm going to like walk with Jesus? So I grew up in a very small town on the Georgia-Bama border. Um, it was really small, like 5,000 people small. Mm. I'm really thankful for my upbringing and my background, but we were definitely in that like weird crowd of the homeschool kids in the 80s. We were reflective of a lot of the evangelical yeah. um, subculture in a lot of ways, which comes with its quirks. Mm-hmm. Um, we were homeschooled and that was um, a blessing overall. Um, I still remember <laughs> my mom saying, you cannot go outside in the front yard before three because people will think that we don't have you in school you know <laughs> so there was that we had a little homeschool group and mm-hmm. um we went to a bible church just like a bible teaching church it's called mm-hmm. a bible church um so i would say that my parents were serious about their walk with the lord and they wanted us to know him they prayed with us and for us and the bible is very much woven in and taught in our daily life. We had a lot of fun. I mean, we played, we had a great neighborhood, but it was a very um, happy childhood. So um, I don't have a season of like explicitly not believing in Jesus. I can't really Mm -hmm. remember that. I used to go around the neighborhood and evangelize, you know, like, like, do you want to go to heaven or do you want to go to hell? You know, that's awesome. Hardcore. That was hardcore. hardcore. I've always been into (laughs) like that. So um, anyway, um, my dream in life when I was young was to be a cheerleader. And <laughs> so, um, after much begging, my parents decided to finally let me go to the local, um, private school. Okay. And so I went in time to try out for cheerleading and I made it, but this other girl who was like the most popular girl in the class mm-hmm. did not make it. And one of the most 
horrible, horrible things that you can do in a small town yeah. is to upset the pecking order of things. <laughs> and so I got blackballed from my class and being that oh, it was wow. a small town, small school, small everything. Yeah. Um, there's no other options. <laughs> You're out. Right. So I was like, just completely rejected as an eighth grader. That is for like yeah. worst nightmare. So I would walk up to people and nobody would talk to me. So yeah. I would just sit by myself at lunch and stuff like that. And I, the thing is, being a little on the naive side, I didn't mm. know why that yeah. was. And they came around eventually, but yeah. it was a few yeah. years before anything changed in that regard. And it was during that time that I really started to think about the verses that I had learned growing up about mm. Jesus said that he came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And my dream was popularity and all that kind of stuff. I was like, that would give me life. But then when I got the opposite of that, I somehow knew that, um, that, that wouldn't satisfy my heart either. And that what I needed and what I, what I was longing was a relationship with Jesus. And so it was definitely during that time that I was, like conscientiously for myself walking mm. walking with the lord that's cool yeah. though that you experienced that at a youngish age right like yeah. where you decided for yourself yeah. so that's super awesome yeah. so then in that context cuz we're about the same age someone had a book giveaway at church in the church office and what was in the boxes friend can you imagine which young man's book uh okay young author Mr. Oh, Joshua Harris. Joshua Harris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the one and only. Dan I kissed the- dating goodbye was yeah. in there and I was explaining to the young adults or to 30 and unders and I was like, oh, this book. This book. Wreaked was- havoc. Yeah, I mean, people. havoc, havoc, havoc. Yeah. And I went mm-hmm. and looked at the date, the publishing date, I think it was 1997. I was at Liberty then. Like people were passing this book around. You know, Josh right. Harrison was a good looking guy. It was like, he said oh, yeah. it, so we should do it. Like let's oh, yeah. all not date and it'll be great. So it was interesting for me because um, I I think that my parents and maybe like our youth leaders, they were not paying attention to the... <laughs> Um, it's called now a purity culture movement, right. um, okay. but me being that I was all in and I was like 100%, I'm hardcore, I'm committed, you know, plus, um, I think one of the promises of the purity movement subtly, even though it didn't say it was, if you do X, Y, and Z, you are going to get yeah. this amazing husband marriage on the other end of that. Yeah. Um, and this is how you do that. <laughs> but on my own, I read... I loved Elizabeth Elliot, the missionary. <laughs> she wrote Passion and Purity. Right. And right. it is a good book, honestly. Yeah. It's just yeah. probably in hindsight, I don't think maybe written for a 13 year old <laughs> who doesn't know anything about yeah. the world or anything. life or yeah. dating or marriage. Yeah. And for those of you who've never heard of Elizabeth Elliot, she was a missionary um, in Ecuador and probably a couple other places mm-hmm. in South America. And her first husband was also, and they met in college and fell in love. But then he felt like he had been called to singleness because of the mm-hmm. mission field that he was going to. And- hey, I feel like he was. The Holy Spirit was like, you're not finna live long. Leave her alone. <laughs> well, he ignored, obviously. Right. He had to take her and heart. here we are, a whole widow. Yes. Yeah, and so they did get married eventually. They had maybe a couple of years together. Yeah. And then he was murdered along with like four or five other four other men. Yeah. 
So not only that I have a very adventurous personality and mm-hmm. a very um, all in kind of a spirit myself, I was also looking for a lifestyle like that, you know, in the jungle yeah. and yeah. stuff. <laughs> in the jungle, you know, just like... you know, normal, normal aspiration <laughs> for a for a thirteen year old, and um and and anyway, the weird thing about their story is that they didn't really quote unquote date, even though they were around one another enough to mutually fall in love, and somehow that part of the story was kind of majorly downplayed, mm, and yeah, um. And they do talk a lot about purity and they talk a lot about, you know, things that I I think some people who have pushed back on the purity culture have rejected Mm -hmm. what is clear in scripture, which is that as Christians, we are called to purity, like in our whole entire lives and not just in our sexual life, but we're called to it in every aspect of our life. And, um, so, but she kind of, had some very defined ideas, obviously, mm-hmm. about what that looked mm-hmm. like. Like, they did not kiss until their wedding day, I think. Maybe okay. until they were engaged. I mean, yeah. there was no touching. And so that kind of set up this idea of this is how to do it. And so yeah. I never personally read I Kissed Dating Goodbye. But I was completely, after that, kind of in the subculture of yeah. Uh, what ended up happening by the time that we got to college was that there was not a lot of interaction between girls and guys um, who were Christians. And it, it was bigger than just like one ministry or one, one denomination. It was a, it was a movement that characterized our generation of Christians. I think. Um, And um, unfortunately I think that was true for most of my generation that was growing up in a sincere and serious Christian faith and tradition. And I think it was detrimental to all of us. And yes, on the one hand, like you couldn't make sexual mistakes if you were around no one of, well, <laughs> we all know that's not true. Right. So, in the year of our Lord, 2023, right. and you got to so, watch everybody, um, exactly. <laughs> male or female or to, whatever. To get involved in all kinds of sin. Yeah. Um, but to circle back to Elizabeth mm-hmm. Elliot, the reason that I bring that up is because she praised Joshua Harris's book. And oh, um, I still okay. love Elizabeth okay. Elliot. By the way, I just disagree with the way that she presented yeah. her story to our generation. Yes. And yes. there, there was a lot of things that had changed culturally. And I know that yeah. in the Bible, it is God's will that we get married for the majority of people. Like right. it's laid out, it's told to us in right. Genesis to get married, to be fruitful and multiply. And that mm. presupposes <laughs> that there is a <laughs> mechanism in place within yeah, the culture and the society the for that getting married to happen. Right. And what happened in our generation was there was a collapse of all of the mechanisms of right. getting to that marriage point. And I think the generation that came before us wasn't maybe astute enough to recognize it while it was That's happening. the shift, yeah. Um, yeah. And so for our parents' generation, there was things within the culture, not just Christian culture, but Christian yeah. and secular culture, a lot of built-in opportunities for our 
people for girls and guys to mix it up and to socialize period without a lot of pressure and then right. that somehow i mean there was still like fraternity and sorority parties but right. outside of that there wasn't really a lot of those kind of events that happened yeah. and so it was kind of on individuals and individual friend groups to kind right. of facilitate those things so i was on staff with a uh, college ministry and yeah. it was a great experience i spent my 20s doing that mm. um and i mean in terms of singleness like i mean there were definitely people in my social groups that did find people to get married to but mm-hmm. i was i was in a smaller smallish place <laughs> And so I was um, and just not meeting a lot of people yeah. that I, that were new to me that were, you know, <laughs> right. that were possibilities to get married to and or to date, not even get married, like, but to date. And also about that time was the advent of online dating. Right. But in my perspective, when online dating came around, I was adamantly opposed. I was like, there is no way that is for the losers. <laughs> And (laughs) even though if we examine my history, maybe I should have realized I was right. God gives grace to the humble, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) In the popular crowds and things like that, you know, some of my very best friends were on the very front edge of of online dating. But it was still good. Yeah. When I tell you 95% of the people that I knew in the early days that did online dating met their husband that way, I am not kidding. Oh, yeah. I I wish I would have been a little bit more yeah <laughs> I mean yeah. eventually obviously it came around but right. um, <laughs> you know because everybody has if you haven't but, I yeah what you're waiting for at this yeah. point but um yeah so and then after that I moved overseas for a little bit right. and then I was like you know what I better get serious about this I'm pushing up on 30 I gotta move to Atlanta <laughs> <laughs> which so. sounds good I think now with the internet doing what it does I think people know Atlanta's not sorry yeah. women know that Atlanta is not really that they, awesome they don't of a go place. To Atlanta. Yeah. I mean, it was like a gazillion times bigger than any other place I'd ever yeah. lived. So anyway, yeah. so that kind of brought me into my, my thirties, the decade of thirties. Yeah. So yeah. Love it. I mean, that's such a a nice texture and I feel like a history lesson for maybe some young, you know, listeners or just people who are not a part of like, they didn't grow up in church culture in that time period. Right. It's kind of like, this is what was going on. And like, this was bubbling. And I love that you still have affection for Elizabeth Elliot because I'm like, that woman ruined. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I mean, I think she has amazing faith. And she had incredible commitment to the yeah. Lord and to walking yeah. it out. And if you need some quotes that are going to kick you in the butt and make yeah. you like, be like, let me quit feeling sorry for myself. Yeah. Then you should Google quotes by Elizabeth Elliot yes. because they are good. But there was a major generational disconnect. Right. And I really don't think any of the leaders that were in place that were over us yeah. understood what was happening yeah. within the purity right. culture and how it was essentially eroding yeah um, dating in and of itself that was never right it's just learning how to interact in that way and have intentional conversations and really be clear right having to verbalize for your individual self boundaries right right? Right. that that type of push and pull right right and I think you know dating and getting to know someone is a social skill yeah and it's a dance and it was not one that was taught to our generation at large yeah and I think that that compounded some awkwardness um Mm -hmm. 
that existed. And the number of people that I know, girls and guys that grew up in the same culture as me, um, that had to like work through things and counseling because of it, like pretty much everybody. And somehow, and yet (laughs) I'm one of four siblings, none of the rest of my siblings (laughs) (laughs) seem to have been impacted in the same way. They were not reading the same books as they did not part. read Elizabeth Elliot. Look, they y'all, they people who do not it. know, this woman married another man after her Jesus. first husband died. Yep. He also died very suspicious. Um, <laughs> her third yeah. husband did outlive her. Yeah. Other people are just yeah. on the outside looking in. Yeah. Not, the, not bitter. The, by the time that she got married for her second and third time, she was already very well known and well established as a martyr's yeah. wife, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, who has that going for her? Well, she, we know she's, she's going to be a, a woman, a wife at par excellence because, well, I mean, she's a mart. Not only did she follow that man into the jungle, sleeping true. on the floor with all the snakes yes. and all the stuff, and then went back a year and a half later to the tribe true. that murdered her husband true. and lived in, you know, I mean, they just don't make them like that, you know? I would say any more, but she had to be an outlier for her own generation. Yeah. Too. I'll yeah. say, hey, for someone who needs like an old school also from that generation, like single woman hero, Corey Ten Boom. Oh, yeah. Um, she's and amazing. her, yeah, her yes. family story. They were in the Netherlands during the Nazi occupation and they yes. were helping assist Jewish people and yeah. fighting the Dutch resistance against the Nazis. Yes. And, her entire family ended up in the concentration camp. So the book, The Hiding Place, and there's Very a film, good. The Hiding Place, which is good. It's not cheesy at all. Like, no, it's real. Yeah, it's, it's legit. Yeah. 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 So. And she, I still remember, she had one, like, major disappointment in love where um, yeah, she was in love with this right. little boy. She did. And I guess her family was not of enough clout for yeah, his family. That. Yeah. And so he ended up picking a different girl and yeah. he told her and it just like broke her heart. And yeah. her and father told her something about like it hurts because it was love and you're not yeah. meant to stop that love. The love is meant to flow. Yeah. And yet if she would have married him, her life probably would have been very, very different. She wouldn't have been able yeah. to travel and she wouldn't have been able to testify to who God was. Yeah. Um, in that way. Yep. Yeah, and so. yeah, and yeah, I do not. I hope I do not have to live a life like. <laughs> and I will say this: I don't know if you felt like this, mm-hmm. but I felt when I was in my twenties, there was almost like an ideal idolization of mm-hmm. singleness. Like it was better. Like it was a better station for ministry. And for hey, I mean, Paul said it. We can't act like somebody didn't write that down somewhere in oh, that place. Dude. Be in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I'm a better yeah. Christian because I'm single. Yeah, it was like that, and maybe that's just how I internalized it. It wasn't yeah. being said like that, but that was the vibe. Yeah. And for the record, I never wanted like I, if you would have told me when I was in my twenties that at forty three I'd still be single, I Honey, would have. I don't gone know. Off. I would have probably gone and looked for a jungle myself, and just, yeah, I would have been like, so what happened? Well, I would have had well, so many questions because well what happened I can though? Get martyred myself. Yeah, <laughs> just make it a big, you know. <laughs> what happened but why though i would have been like and what yeah but then i would have been also asking but is this person single you know like different people are like because i don't that person doesn't have a good personality like are they still single yeah exactly and you're like okay i can tell i know why they are yeah yeah they're unattractive yeah for some reason inside you know they'd be like she has a good she don't have a good personality right 
And then yeah. you see some that don't have any of it and they get married anyway. And you're like, okay. Yeah. No one's bitter here in this room. <laughs> no I one. Know. I know. I know. So, yeah. So I do feel like we came through in a really, really different time. Yeah. Really strange. Generation. Yeah. And I'm yeah. almost like, am I talking to somebody and they feel like an, someone from outer space has come down to try <laughs> like, what their planet is like. So if you guys are like, I have no idea what these old ladies are talking like. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm First sorry. Of all, you know? First of all. First of all. I know. I know. First of all, we are still cute. First of all, I don't care what these kids say. <laughs> I know. We cute. No. <laughs> so, for the record, I think that by the time I moved to Atlanta, I, you know, the, 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 the culture and the vibe had shifted. The yeah, Christian culture I was in. I was not mm-hmm. in a, I was not in a place in my thirties that I felt like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the men are on this side of the yeah. Like, women are on this side. And, you know, it wasn't, it was not like that. I mean, yeah. there's always awkwardness when dating is involved. That's a part of yeah. it. But um, yeah, and a closed system because each right. individual church is pretty much a closed system. So you're right. like weighing all the time, like whether right. I should upend this in some way, you know, just disrupt it a little bit by right. trying to make this connection that statistically may not <laughs> go anywhere. Right. And I think by the time that we were at the same church, I, it wasn't even like on my mind that much, which no. I loved that about where we were because the single people were not separated out into like yeah. a separate yeah. place to have their own separate life. It was very integrated. I very much appreciated that that was probably the place where it was the least like as opposed to like ages and stages so if people aren't familiar maybe they'll have small groups like singles and it's like married with children and like old married which is not what it's called but they'll have ages and stages ages and stages which I'm pretty um as a single person I am pretty adamantly opposed to being grouped Mm -hmm. in by age and stage because I want to be with people my age that are not in the same stage as me yeah you don't project mm -hmm. me for yeah not being in the club you know yeah that's kind of what it feels like sometimes yeah I think it's important yeah not to do ages and stages I think that did work when people stayed in the same communities and you kind of because you need to have people around who are of different generations and like really be able to get to know people who are married and single that is a great point and I think as we move into this culture, which the family structure has pretty much been obliterated yeah. within right. culture, I think that's going to be more and more important yeah. for the family of God, yeah. the other church, yeah, yeah, to live that out because it's not going to have been a part other of places. Yeah. yeah, it's not really available. It's not going to have elsewhere. been available. Yeah. And at the same time, as a single person, we do have time, and so we do need friends. <laughs> who also have time and can go do stuff and do yeah. things, you know, yeah. like that is definitely still a part of our, our needs and our wiring. I think um, mm-hmm. finding communities, of course, a community of faith as believers, but just community, having that cross pollination so that, yeah, you're not trapped because of your stage right. as it were in life. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not want to become a stale person, you know, and right. I think one of the ways that we do that is becoming afraid to put ourselves out there to meet new people you cannot be afraid to be the only person that goes by yourself and shows up somewhere which I think actually outside of the church is way more common um within the church maybe as people who are a little bit more traditional and so they're not as 
um, apt to do this kind yeah. of thing. We have to have gained some wisdom. In, right? <laughs> at this point. Right. At this point. Right. We're like exactly. guru level here. Guru. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Team Celibate. We were like captains. Captain. Oh, God. <laughs> That would be a superlative you did not want in the high school yearbook. <laughs> team captain for team celibate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We're just we going to embrace it. Just, we're going to embrace it. Yes. Yes. Hey, we're living as God has called us. So we are trusting there will be more jewels in our crown for in heaven for, you know, trusting the Lord in this season. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Okay. Yes. What are some of the hard things in you know, just the reality of being a, a Christian woman, yeah, <laughs> trusting God to yeah. do things, to be obedient and yeah. walk with Him in this dating world. What has it cost you? <laughs> would you say? So let's talk about this one. I think often um, there is a certain stigma about having been never married. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's always been like that. I need to pull in an 80 year old. But I mean, the phrase old maid, which isn't used anymore, was used yeah, probably when they were young. So I think if I did not hold marriage in high regard, mm-hmm. I would have, and I've met some people like this, and I did not ask them directly, but I suspected that they got married just to have that title. Even yeah. they're like, I have no idea if this is going to last, or it doesn't even look like it's going to last, but so that they could have the experience and the title right. of having been married. So, holding marriage in that regard has has also kept me from jumping in relationships so i would definitely say that's one and then bearing the have you had to, have you wrestled or... with that very much let's just be real the amount yeah. of christian men who are in yeah. our age category that are <laughs> single is yeah. not high because they no. wanted to get married and they did and they're still married praise god yeah right, right and there are people that start walking with the Lord later in life. Yes. And they, yeah. you know. Win. And we're looking for them. I'm just. <laughs> exactly. If you know them, we send them our way. They are. Yeah. But um, there are a much more higher percentage of men who are not walking with the Lord, who are yeah. available, who are in an age category, who do holler at, you know. Yeah. Um, Again, because so, we were cute old ladies in these streets. Exactly. Y'all don't know so us. Um, <laughs> have you had to be like, ooh, I would really like to date him, but I cannot because yeah. I know that we're not we don't share the most important thing in common too. Yeah. I mean, I, I love a good conversation. Right. And so, um, especially maybe we've talked about this, right. I love my nerdy guys. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you look at certain spaces, they're not known for being spaces that have people who believe in, 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 the God of the Bible, much less any God, right? It's like a kind of an irreligious space. And so, yeah, it's happened often that I've met someone and been like, oh man, seems like a good, you know, decent looking, yeah. seems like, you know, good conversation. It's just like, am I really going to take the risk with that friction? Yeah. Um, because it's like, you've known me and gone to church. It's like, oh, but I love to be at church on Sunday. I love to be in a small group. Um, yeah. Right now I'm like helping with a youth group. This is a big passion, like the Bible, the people of God. You. I mean, it feels like yeah. the divide is probably bigger now, but like political ideology. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause I feel people are not dating across political parties. <laughs> right. Right, right. But not anymore. This is not up. the eighties. Right. Because at least even with two separate like sports teams, you can watch the game together and like scream together. It's like, no, yeah. I am inhabiting a world right. that a lot of people don't even number one believe exists. 
in yeah. that because and I say it in this way, right? Because it's like meeting a guy, even the guys who say they're Christian, right? And you're like, yeah, I am celibate. Been celibate, planning to stay celibate until I get married. The last guy was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's like a challenge. And then as it goes on, he was just like, oh, I didn't, I never met anybody who actually met, who meant that. It. Like, was yeah. I actually doing it? Yeah. Like, they were yeah. saying it, but they weren't doing it, right? So right. it's like a world that people don't even know they exists. They don't think it's real. Yeah. And then if yeah. they're like, Once oh, again, it's we are real. the aliens coming to talk yes, to Yes. It's yeah. real. And you live there? What? Like, yeah. So- yeah. It's been a while, but there were mm-hmm. a few times I remember it came after hearing some stories of like girls that were friends with some guys that mm-hmm. were not Christians. And then through hanging out with their friend group, the guys actually became Christians. Mm-hmm. And then I know two people like that, that got married. Oh, <laughs> wow. okay. like, <laughs> there are not very many options. And this guy over here is like, pay me a lot of attention and maybe I'll just yeah. start inviting him to church. <laughs> but, um, yeah, It's like that sometimes. It is. You know, you're just like, maybe I was crazy and a little too strict with certain things. And you're like, I mean, the Lord keeps us, you know? Yeah. yeah. And he did. I yeah. mean, he completely did, but it's just like, no, <laughs> like, um, I don't know what it was like three generations ago when women yeah. essentially had to get married and maybe, right. I mean, at that time, everybody basically was a cultural Christian. Um, yeah. You had to right. be in the church pretty much right. for your business contacts. That means there was um, a lot of people that didn't have a genuine faith and a genuine right. walk with God. And, but I always wanted a man who did have a genuine faith and a genuine right. walk with God. And so, yeah. um, but I have asked myself that question more. It's like, mm-hmm. what are we to do? As, right. You know, yeah. it doesn't seem that there's as right. many enough men to Mm -hmm. go around for the type of women that we are yeah Um, and I think we're having a crisis of manhood in our culture anyway that's right in general yeah in general general. nothing happens in a vacuum so that impacts us and um I don't know they're just questions that I have that I have asked so if you're a single man and you're a Christian and you're listening to this just know that we appreciate you and we yeah we want you to be the men that you're called to be right (laughs) tell you that and and this is why evangelism is important. So do you want to get me started? <laughs> Please. And mm-hmm. I think at this point in our life, um, hey, I mean, we've seen people, you're, every single person will hit a crisis yeah. or two or three or four or five right. um, by the time that you are all right. <laughs> if it's not you personally, it's going to be somebody very close to you. Yeah. And that crisis is going to cause you to come into to conflict with what do you really believe and people either really wrestle with those questions and they look mm-hmm. to god or you know i think god puts that right. in their heart right. or people turn to things like drugs and alcohol or yeah. even obsessive like scrolling or porn to numb yeah. like to numb those things it's a crossroads and so i yeah. think yeah. one thing that is actually kind of fun about being in our stage of life is that some people have come through those things and they are on the other side and yeah we get yeah. to experience the beauty that can come from that brokenness and the ashes of yeah of being broken and having to walk through a fire and yeah. um that is something that 
you don't get as much in your 20s like at least the being on the other side of it agree there's just something really I remember when I was about to turn 40 and I was on a call with some coworkers, and they're like 40 oh your 40s are so amazing like it's gonna be so good and I was like ew it sounds like something old people just say to make people feel better right and then like maybe around 41 42 I was like oh this is bomb.com because of what you're saying like it was it was like when you take stock of what you've been through and like Mm -hmm. just having that confidence of knowing more of who I am as a person and just knowing that no matter what comes in my way and maybe that was also building in faith right with God it's like no matter what comes my way it's like things may not go the way I want but they'll be fine right and so just when stuff comes up the way that I would have felt about those same things in my 20s it's not like that right there's yeah there's just a grounding I guess that um you know if you allow it that you can have and like you said some people don't and they do maybe you know pick up some bad habits and stuff instead but right um if you allow it it's really lovely actually right Right. I think the stage of life right and on the flip side if you don't allow it then also yeah. we experience the fruit of that pain that that yeah. causes and yeah. not just in every in the the person's life and the people around them's life yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. like, there are people who care about you and sometimes more exactly. than you realize they do exactly so, exactly so. hey, all right well let's take a a turn okay to like a difficult question because okay. um, I ask everybody on the podcast, like, how do you deal with sexual temptation? Yeah. Um, and whether that's practical tips or just generally like how you view that space, because as I will never stop saying, um, our ovaries are in Genesis. They were like, but God said, and right. you're not. Right. Oh, and for those who don't know, it's be fruitful and multiply and you're not multiplying. <laughs> You know, this is practical. The Bible says, mm-hmm. do not awaken love before it's time. Yeah. And I think one thing that is a blessing for me, because I didn't um, grow up with a lot of sexual experiences, I think that that actually helps that area yeah. to be, if you don't feed that area, over right. time it gets quieter, which some yeah. people would probably <laughs> hear that right now and be horrified at that. Yeah. But, um, I, but it's like riding a bike. I like- have, yes. <laughs> Yes. And I want to say this, like I have absolutely, that doesn't mean that that area of my life is dead. And like, um, like I, I look forward to marriage for that. I mean, that's not, (laughs) but that is something I'm like, no, I'm, I'm ready and excited for that. You know what I'm saying? Right. So me and when I'm not dating or it's not as much of an issue, but it comes into play when, when dating. (laughs) which makes sense you know right (laughs) and so I think the things that I take in with my eyes that that plays a role like if I'm watching shows that are more sexualized and highly Mm -hmm. charged in that area that's going to have an impact on my thought life you know what you see is what you end up is the road (laughs) that you walk down it just yeah right Um, if you're in a relationship you have to decide before you get into this kind of scenario where that door is going to be shut and right. um, what situations are going to be the yeah. lack of the boundaries that you put in yep. because if you're just winging it I mean forget it <laughs> no forget that's it that's how babies happen like when people are just exactly. like I just don't know I'm exactly. just gonna go with what I feel <laughs> right 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 exactly your body and is gonna be like well I'm in Genesis and <laughs> and let's go yeah. Let's be fruitful. Yeah. And Solomon may seem to have dated. I don't know. Yeah. And I will say this, um, you know, 
I have friends and I think one of the, the fears that we mm-hmm. deal with, and I'm sure the girls that are younger than us, the fear, even in the Christian circles is, are there any men that are actually committed to this and are willing right. to date and pursue yeah. someone that yeah. will not do that? Yeah. <laughs> I, I do have that question now. Mm-hmm. I'm not willing to compromise that area myself. And I don't yeah. think I'm strong enough, you know, if they're yeah. right not... to date someone who doesn't have a firm. Yeah. Right. Commitment. If I actually right. liked them, I don't know. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Right. I mean, it's real. So, That's real. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, I don't know if I could. Yeah. Just be hanging around. <laughs> yeah. no. That's listen. what it is. Y'all yeah. like it's, which is practical and people should know, but it's like, Hey, when you're in a relationship, that is a different game plan than when you are single, because yeah, when you're like, Hey, I have affection for this person. I see all of these good things in this person. I can yeah. see a future with this person. Your mind is in a different place than when you're like on an app or a oh, women, this guy for coffee. Oh, like, yeah. You know, again, if you've Completely. developed discipline, completely yeah. different. Yeah. And so we've both talked about that where we've been in relationships where we may have been verbally clear, but the other person was not on the same page. Same book, maybe, you know, yeah. maybe the same chapter, maybe not the same chapter, um, yeah. but, you know, not yeah. on the same page. Yeah. And so definitely things can get like messy. I have had many friends who did struggle every day with an intense yeah. sexual drive. And, you know, it's interesting, like those women now are married. And they've yeah. been married and, and you know what? Sex is not near as big a part of their marriage as they thought that it was going to be. Dun, dun, dun. And so it's just really, that's another conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, people say that all the time, Christian or non, right. It's like, right. Oh, before we got married, it was like, yeah, let's, let's get it in, you know, like, you know, yeah. whatever, let's get it on. Yeah. And then afterwards it was like, Psh, what happened? Um, and, uh, whatever that's not my area of ministry as it were but right. I've just heard some teaching where people were talking about some even some spiritual things that can be going on that's causing that like that yeah. inability now yeah. to really enjoy the marriage bed yeah um, if if Satan can undermine that that yeah. area of that marriage connection. then he has a huge foothold in the marriage yes we know that yes. as never having been married but we've seen yeah. it enough time yeah yeah because you see it play out in friends oh you know, yeah and whoever. um so. Yeah, I heard a wise woman once say that before mm-hmm. you're married, Satan does whatever he can to get you in the bed. And after <laughs> you're married, he does whatever he can to keep you yeah. from it. Yeah. So, and I'm yeah. like, that has to be true. And I would say, I would say this, if you are a student and you are convicted about your sexual life and you know that like if the Holy Spirit is tugging on your heart, that there yeah. is something that needs to change. Um. I think a really practical thing is find a safe, a safe friend that you can, yeah. that you can talk that with and that yeah. you can confess that, um, um yep. find someone that you can pray, pray with and share. And yeah. there is, there is power, there's freedom, there's deliverance in those things. Yeah. And there is hope for healing from sexual mm-hmm. things in the past. Right. There's, right, there's hope right. for healing. I think what, the hard part of that is that usually mm-hmm. it usually involves a journey and not an instantaneous yeah, yeah, um, yeah. fix. And we don't like to sign up for the journey. A testimony. Yeah. I have just... yet in my life to personally experience an instantaneous deliverance, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so. I know some people, but um... yeah. Yeah. So. But the thing is, I, you know, I was just at a service um, yesterday and they, she said, she was like, you know what? It doesn't start in the room. 
you're with the Lord realizing I need help in this area. You're praying, you're whatever. And then you come in the room and to people who don't know your story, Mm -hmm. it's like all of, yeah, all of a sudden it was a miracle, but it's like, no, like, you know, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you and you're like, yeah, that's got to, I really want this out of my life, you know? So it's true that journey part. I mean, there will be a moment when it changes and that for all intents and purposes is the miracle, but yeah. yeah, it starts long before, long you know, before. you come in the room. So yeah. And speaking yeah. of just like sexual appetites and what mm-hmm. we feed and stuff like that, like if you are about to change your lifestyle in any way, in that way, yeah. um, and if we look at the analogy of food, like people yeah. don't go from eating a diet of junk food to mm-hmm. a nutritious lifestyle overnight. <laughs> it comes because yeah. you take steps. If your heart is obedience and you yeah. are seeking that, then God That's is good. going to meet you in that journey. Just you yeah. know, cry out to him and uh, there will be, there's grace, I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. And I think yes, there's grace, but the more that we feed an appetite, the more it grows. So what is true for our bodies physically tends to mm-hmm. be true spiritually. So what yeah. we feed our bodies, the way that we feed our body, it's also true in our spirit. The things that we feed our spirit, I can't just willpower my way into change and say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to do that anymore. I have to turn to filling myself up with something that is nutritious instead, or is going to satisfy my heart instead. That's how it has to go. Yeah. That's good. Like we're keeping it really practical. Love it. Um, So let's talk about the best part of being single for you and the worst part of being single for you. What do you think? I know you use the word single season. Uh For for some of us, our season has been quite long. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this is a lifestyle um, at this point. So not necessarily a lifestyle choice, but a lifestyle nonetheless. Right. Right. So in this, this lifestyle, I mean, what it, what are maybe highlights? Cause I mean, you have a lot of, like you said, siblings who are married with kids. Um, And then what are the, the lowlights? Okay, let's start with the highlights. <laughs> um, as I alluded to earlier, I have always been a very um, adventurous person. Mm-hmm. And so I did get to spend a lot of my 20s and 30s. And even now I have the freedom. Mm-hmm. I can go on adventures. So I've gotten to do a lot of international yeah. travel. And I've gotten to do a lot of international I'm living even. I've been to some incredibly random places like mm-hmm. Kazakhstan and, you know, yeah. India. And I've lived in South America. I've studied in Spain extensively. And, you know, um, and I love that. So that's been fun and also um, you know, risky, like talking mm-hmm. about showing, yeah. being willing to show up somewhere by yourself. I mean, I moved to a foreign country by myself without knowing yeah. anybody. Right. Um, I, I love to work out. I get to train a lot of, I get to do as many hours as I want to during that kind of <laughs> stuff, you know? So I guess the bottom line is there is a lot of freedom. I have freedom. And I think the hard things for me have been, um, I don't want to be single. Like I want an adventurous man to do yeah. that adventurous right. with. Yeah. And so, um, so there's been a lot of, I mean, yeah, just intense. I would say some people say they would describe singleness. I mean, yeah. like, um, truly single. And they describe mm-hmm. their season between like sadness and suffering mm-hmm. or, and I would yeah. say that's been my scale between sadness and suffering. It's yeah. kind of like a constant companion in some way mm-hmm. for me. Um, yeah. And there, there are, there are seasons of that you know it's sometimes it's more 
um, intense and sometimes it's less intense and I got unexpectedly emotional just thinking about it right now. <laughs> I desire a husband who is adventurous yeah. and who wants to go have a lot of adventures and who loves the Lord. <laughs> right. And right. So far I have not met a man who meets that criteria. You know, there's right. been quality Christian men who are not mm-hmm. adventurous. And I just think that that's a need of mine. I can't shake it, you know, Yeah. Um, maybe it's not a need and maybe that's my problem. <laughs> Get over it. You know, some people, people like to diagnose birds of a feather though. I like to go random places on the globe. Even if we have yeah. to for a little bit buckle down and not go anywhere, yeah. I need you to have that spirit. <laughs> right. And exactly. Even, I've even outpace me. Like, yeah, yeah. like you want to go yeah. to a dangerous place. I'm, I'm in, you know, I'm yeah. not afraid of yeah. that. And I've done right. it as a single person, but even if right. there's like a risky mission, yes, <laughs> I'm here for that, you know? And I, yeah. I mean, I, I try to live that out. Like I have done some things in like the human trafficking space. I'm looking right. to do more of that in this present right. moment. And if there's a right. man that's afraid of that kind of a lifestyle, that's not who yeah. he is. That is not going to work out for me. Right. I just don't think I would be able to respect him in the way that's required for a woman to respect a man if I am braver than him, you know? <laughs> it's a short list. It's just a very specific list, you yeah. know? I think we have to hold that up, but there is wisdom in saying, but this is how I'm made. This is how I'm wired. Yeah, God built me for right. this and like this, and it's tied up within probably the purposes that he has for us. Wonder so, how- yeah, that's the that's the struggle. That's the intensity. Mm-hmm. So in all of this, right, I mean, the highs and the lows, I mean, how do you hold on to joy or get back to joy, right? Because sometimes it's getting back to joy. I think you have to walk in the season that you're in. And sometimes there's griefs. Sometimes you're coming through major disappointments for whatever reason. Um, I recently have been in a very deep disappointment related to relationships and have been coming through that and out of that um, disappointment. And so um, the... I think that if, if we don't walk, yeah. if we don't let ourselves grieve when we're in the grief, we, um, like that it's not healthy. It's going to come out in another way. Yeah. I've heard yeah. a quote, what we don't work through, we will walk, walk in or something like that. It's like, okay. yeah. you gotta walk, you gotta work it out or you're going to walk it out and it's not yeah. going to be pretty. Right. Um, and so I think that, but I think, um, God has, God is always blessing us with something, even if it's not mm-hmm. the thing that we yeah. that we want in that moment. So I'm thankful for friends and thankful for family, and yeah. just um, I think embracing the things that do bring you joy. Like I already said, mm-hmm. like adventure and fitness bring me joy. I'm like looking for some new adventure fitness things. That oh, I'm okay. To do <laughs> in the 2024. So, um, yeah, I think just finding those things and then letting God work, work with us. I mean, I would be lying to you if I said I did not have moments where I feel like, uh, oh no, the despair is coming on. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially the winter. Winter is tough. The worst. Very tough. I mean, maybe that's a good reason to go to Mexico. Yeah. But yeah, winter (laughs) is really hard for me and I live in Georgia. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think you, you have to do the things also that bring you joy. Mm. um, Yeah. That are, you know, and I think that's probably where we're meant to serve too, is somewhere in that space of the ways that our interest and, 
I do think serving other people is really important and critical yeah. because yes. our culture is obsessively focused on ourselves. <laughs> right. And this next right. generation. Right. Self-care, self-love, self God bless, God bless them. I mean, they have been set up, in my opinion, by those who've gone before them for all of the wrong things. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah. and that is one of them, that you're supposed yeah. to tend to yourself first. No, that is not where we find life. Those who serve, they will receive back. You know, yeah. you cannot outgive God. So yeah. yeah, your time, your money. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so um, yeah, I do struggle to trust God that God is, God, God promises that he is our provider and that there is yeah. nothing that we need that will get by him. But back to your kind of, I guess, original point, like being that <laughs> I'm 43 and still not married, like if, yeah. if when I do get married, someone ever stands up and says that you waited for a long time and finally, I'm going to be like, please sit down right now because um, that is like so past, like your yeah. opportunity to give that speech passed like 10 years ago. Like this was yeah. not a... You just waited a little bit longer and whoops, you know, (laughs) Right. this was, I've had a whole life as a single person and it had a lot. I mean, it had some gifts, but definitely like I would trade it. I would trade it Mm -hmm. in for the other if, and I will. That's good. Yeah. We're all like built differently. So that's really interesting. Like to hear as well. Yeah. What would you say? Um, Just, I was not, I would not have been able to sustain a healthy family um, much earlier than maybe the last five to seven years. Interesting. So I didn't know you. Yeah. So I could have done that. Just like a lot of people have done that. And prior to birth control, everybody just, you just had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Had kids. You're an adult and you had kids. Right. So it would have been more like that. Like I didn't really have a vision for it and I really didn't have anywhere near the patience or compassion to have kids. Now, granted, my kids might have still liked me, right? But I've been like, I guess I'll pay for your therapy because it's all my fault. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So that's the thing. So it wasn't, it wasn't a childhood dream for me. And, and honestly, it would not have been very smooth. Yeah. Had I um, started a family early. I remember hearing a a lady when I was, 24 and she was someone that I looked up to spiritually not a famous person just like a leader um in the Christian community that I was in and um she talked about going through a really bad breakup in her early 20s and she said it was one of those situations where he was kind of stringing her along a little bit so she had to break up with him because he wasn't man enough to do it you know yeah. <laughs> um and she said if she would have known that it would have been seven whole more years before god brought her another man into her life and then that one wasn't <laughs> the one that she married she got married at like 32 which in my 24 year old self hearing this was like oh my gosh right 32 and I'm like, wow i'm like that sounds young even yes yeah, right a little bit but i'm like wow <laughs> yeah so, yeah yes yeah, waiting is relative. Someone was telling me they went to a wedding of someone they babysat, and one of their little friends was talking about you waited so long for this day. Yeah, <laughs> and it took everything in her. Yeah, <laughs> to hold it together no, and yeah. just rejoice like, with these do, children. If you get married before thirty-three, you are not allowed to play that song at last. Yeah, <laughs> my love has come. No, 
sit down. No. Take several no. seats, in fact, because you yeah. do not know. She so. was like, these children are talking about how long they waited to get married. Because actually, I haven't talked to that's someone I went to church with before. I haven't talked to her recently but yeah. at the time that that happened to her she was not married and the yeah. last time I checked her socials I think she had adopted a child you know by yeah. herself we know several people who've done that my, yeah, my nephews are very serious golfers mm-hmm. and I have heard an older woman say if you're trusting God for your Boaz then you need to get yourself to the golf course because that is where <laughs> the men are basically and I'm like hmm it's a valid point. It's a valid yeah. point. So yeah. So like maybe I'll just shortcut this. I'll tell my my nephew. <laughs> and I was like, hey, listen, can you just while you're out there, because they're there every single day at the golf course. Yeah. Like just start asking yourself, is right. he aunt still his age? And um and would I like him as an uncle? And if they answer to the yeah. answer, if you can say yes, then please yeah. hook a hook a right. aunt kind of and he said, uh, I don't really talk to old guys like that. But you do. And yes, you do. This boy talks to everybody, the whole world. Okay. So, anyway. Yeah. So I don't know. He wasn't about it. So I don't know. Yeah, Offer him a commission? I... Commission. Yeah, yeah, I might have to go out there. I mean, I Finder's feel like getting a good uncle out of the deal for him. Okay. He likes feet. golf as he does. So that right. could be, you know. That could open some doors for him. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I am at the place where I'm like, you know, I'm willing to try it at, yeah. at this point. Yeah. If it is something, Same. God provides, like, God provides. Which interestingly, I remember <laughs> one of my best friends from college when she bought her first bed, like out yeah. of college, a queen bed, she named yeah. it The Lord Will Provide. <laughs> With the queen. Did it work? Did her faith actually you know, we produce have results? Lost touch, and I have no I idea what happened to, to her because faith without yeah. works is dead. So she it's was just dead. like, "I'm laying this fleece before the I Lord." I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. She's completely never got on social media, so or maybe she hates all of us now and like you know maybe. deconstructed her faith and everything. Right? So I don't know. Wow. I, I need to know. I need to know if it works. <laughs> I, you know. Yeah. It sounds like a prophetic act from the Old Testament when they just yeah. feel like doing yeah. it. Named it. I mean, whatever the name was in Hebrew. She just laid literally like a fleece. <laughs> Got to take the Lord at his word. That's yeah. really random and weird. Yeah. I feel like that should be a new question. Like, what is the weirdest thing that you or someone you know has done? Oh, yeah. To, to like procure from the Lord as well. To procure from the Lord, the Lord. That's definitely going in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a good one. Hopefully she'll come forward. Maybe she'll see this. Maybe she'll see this. Long lost when you know who you are. And come forward and be like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys. Yeah. And that's why I have 14 children with a man the Lord provided. Like we just. Pretty sure she does not. I feel like I would have heard if that would have come to fruition. Yeah. Well, then, as we somewhat come to our conclusion, like, what is just something in general. So not necessarily even a singleness question. What is something in general, like in life that you would like to see more of in your life? In my life? Well, there's a lot of things <laughs> coming up. <laughs> on the horizon. Hopefully 2024 mm, is going to yeah. be a change season for me. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will be a fun and um, fruitful and exciting career. Uh, yeah, that would be the main thing. That is the main thing I'm looking forward yeah. to, as I alluded to. I, I used to be a really big runner, Last year, I had to have a couple of surgeries, so have been getting right. back into shape, and I'm really excited to do some races this year. Like, I want to do some, I want to do some bigger trail races. 
Um, okay. So I'm thinking maybe, maybe even hoping to recruit Taryn to do one or we'll two. See. So, Definitely not the trail. I'm for the road. But for the like... road. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of what I'm, that's kind of where my attention is right now yeah. at this moment. And then I did allude to, I, um, like wanting to get more involved in the human trafficking space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I be clear on what you mean by that. So. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know yet. Cause I'm not, mm-hmm. I have pre COVID. I began to volunteer with an organization that combats that here in the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. But then as we know, COVID killed yeah. almost everything like that. Right. And so, <laughs> um, I want to do that again. Right. So how about this then? Um, (laughs) um, What is like, who would you like Jesus to be to you? And this is a weird Mm -hmm. question as a believer, but it's just saying like maybe more of something that he is revealed to you in that way now, or maybe a new way that you're, you know, in the season walking. No, I actually know this and I know this because I've been thinking about it, but just Mm -hmm. um, when he says the Lord is my shepherd, yeah. I need shepherding as I am seeking the next steps in my future, my immediate future. So there's yeah. going to be, you know, decisions. And I want to feel like those decisions have been led by by him. Yeah. And then even as I say that and I think about the picture and even Jesus describing himself as a shepherd, I know that he wants as our shepherd he wants that relationship to be yeah. the core of the leading process. And, um, mm-hmm. and I want that too. And I don't want to just be so busy trying to get there myself yeah. that I miss that. And, um, and I think some of that comes down to that, just that belief, like, but God, you're going to hold out on me, which is, I think a mm-hmm. core lie that I've yeah. always struggled with, even as a yeah. child, like you're going to, which is essentially the sin lie that he yeah. bought yeah. into, right? Like right. God don't hold out on me. Uh, he promises so many times, like even in Isaiah, it says that he will lead us and he will tell us which way to go to the right or to the left. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. You know, um, and at the same time, it's like, I kind of want, maybe it's more of that mystical is not I don't like that word but like a supernatural thing you know but sometimes you just there's seasons where you can really sense the Lord and like what he's saying you know um what Jesus is saying and stuff like yeah. that or you just you feel yeah. like you're getting a lot of revelation when you read the scripture and this is kind of the end of this discussion of being yeah. single in these cues um any prayer requests? I feel like we pray for each other sometimes. And then yes. it's also an opportunity to invite the listeners in to pray. Yeah, that is such um, a great question. Well, so. as I, I do have a prayer request that the Lord would show me the right door and help me get yeah. there with a career. Because I don't, part of the problem is that I don't exactly know which direction to go with this. Yeah. But, and then as we have already laid out the desire for a husband, <laughs> if the audience yeah. would like to pray for a husband yes. for for me that that, that would um an adventurous man who loves the Lord. I know. So it's, we're not asking for a lot of things. Not a lot. But just specific things. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. I need a man who's mentally tough, who is okay. adventurous. I love it. Hey, just ask because all the Lord can do is say no, no, no ma'am. <laughs> no, no, apparently at this point it's like no no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're just gonna keep asking he's a good father you know you just be like dad dad yeah yeah give me a mentally tough man who loves you is that too much to ask so 
Yeah. Well, yeah. with that. Yeah. Let us go to a word of prayer. Let's do it. All right. So I'll pray. Okay. Lord God, I thank you so much for joy. I thank you so much for friendships. I thank you so much that you see what's in our hearts even before we say it to you and that you help us to have the right things in our hearts. Um, I pray for my friend Priscilla. I thank you that you've already begun guiding her in this career transition. And I come in agreement with her that you will show her the path that you have. And absolutely that it will indeed be wonderful and it will be solid and not shaky ground. Thank you for that. And I pray also just wherever her husband is, I thank you that you are highlighting her to him and you're helping him to see himself as a husband as well Mm. and see that definition from your point of view, not any other point of view, Mm. but your point of view, Lord God. And I pray um, for both of us, just our 2024, we commit it to you to be able to know you and allow you to guide us, to be able to hear from you and to allow you to um, be the main voice that guides us and guides every person who is listening. We just come in agreement and ask that for ourselves and for them in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thanks, friend. Thank you, friend. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Single in These Pews, a production of The Digworthy Marshall. We gather people from different walks of life for discussions, not debates. Listen weekly on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Or you can join the conversation on your favorite social media platform at The Digworthy.